Um, so Michael, I want to ask you, what was your favorite episode? Because for those of you who are listening, Michael was on the other end on all of the episodes. Um, so usually it was myself interviewing the guest and Michael was in the background. Um, See, that's a challenge so, yeah. because I've made friends with all these women, <laughs> these incredible yeah. people. So for me I to know. for me to pick um, is going Just to... Just like your favorite conversation. Um, yeah. Each of them had different pri- priorities, I think. Um, oh, man. I really... The topics were also insightful for me being a male and mm-hmm. wanting to understand how I could be sort of an ally. Um, yeah. And so every, I think every conversation provided some insight. Um, like a part of one, one thing that we wanted to do was just normalize that women existed, existed in these spaces and they were doing well. They weren't, they weren't, we, we didn't have to talk about their, not that we, didn't want to acknowledge that there were women, but we didn't want to focus on that. And I think one that really inspired me was one on innovation with um, Kirsten Bartok-Toll, which was a co-founder of ExoJet. And um, she's now, um, I guess, the president, the COO of New Vista Corp. And to yeah. see that she is on the forefront of innovation and um, leading, leading. She, she, she's been in the boardroom making these deals that is pulling the industry forward. Um, um, someone, I, I look up to her. I think she, she um, did an incredible job sharing her insight. And it was also important to me because um, a lot of times, you know, women don't make up the breadwinners, right, at home. And um, because they, or, or they fare money. I think that was important for women to see someone doing it and to show that that was attainable. It wasn't that she was like a unicorn. She talked about how she spent her days, you know, watching YouTube videos and because she didn't come from an aviation background, right? She came from right um, financial background, and so to 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 come into the space, learn aviation, and then to also learn about space technology is inspiring. I think a lot of women can learn from that as they pursue um, economic security apart from the traditional means. Um, so that, yeah. w- that was one highlight. I think I really look forward to that. But I mean, we could go episode by episode. There were, there were always these quotes from each of them that stood out. Yeah. You know, just kind of looking at, back, um, I really appreciated Linda Berlin mental health because of her energy. She was just so wanting us to succeed. Um, and she was the second podcast that we had recorded and we had, um, I had a horrible ear infection where I was hospitalized and we had to reschedule, um, our initial interview date. And, um, yeah, with an ear infection, you can't really do podcasting. Um, and, and, you know, like I was, texting her at, from the ER. And she was just like, we are going to do this. Like we, we, it's going to be okay. You take care of yourself. Um, and it just goes to show how much she cared about like mental health. And, you know, she was very just empathetic and willing to work with us. I think when you mentioned the idea of doing a podcast to me, this was the topic that you seemed to care the most about. 
Why was this so important to you? You know, when I completed the global flight, I, in some ways, I was not okay. Um, I there were a lot of incredible experiences that was packed into 145 days. Um, and, and every day was so different, different, you know, it was, I was in a different country surrounded by different people immersed into a different culture. The flying was very different. I mean, it was this, a lot of like excitement and 145 days. And at the same time, there was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of doubt. There were, there was fear. There were moments where I thought I wasn't going to make it. Um, so it was a lot for me to process. And I felt very overwhelmed by when I got back, everyone asking me this question of what's next. And for some reason, I had thought like, because for 145 days, the mission was to keep going forward, you know, keep moving, uh, go to the next country. So I was just on this like, you know, do it quickly sort of mentality. And so when I came back, when people were asking me that, for some reason, I took it as, oh my gosh, I need to start figuring out what we're going to do next. What's our next big project? Um, and I felt very overwhelmed and I felt a huge imbalance in my life. Like I had spent the last five years planning and preparing and dedicating myself to this mission that everything in my personal life, in terms of relationships with my family, um, me wanting to start a family, you know, it was just so imbalanced. And I wanted to some, take some time off, reflect on this incredible journey that not a lot of people can say that they've done, soak up the learning lessons um, and focus on my personal life. And for the, in, in essence, that's work on my mental health. Um, and it was tough because, you know, like, I feel like mental health is so taboo in aviation, especially with pilots. Um, and so when I started to research mental health in aviation, you know, there are people that are talking about it. And when I would read it, it just made me feel so much better. And I thought we need to lead this season with mental health because it's something that everyone deals with. Yeah. Um, and we just need to have more dialogue around yeah, it. Yeah, and um, I think through our research, we yeah. dis discovered not only the challenge, but like an incredible opportunity, right, for the industry to to innovate or to approach a approach the problem in um, new ways that you know could take the the they always say we fear what we don't know, right? And yeah, in the technology industry we've seen apps like calm and headspace and it just so happened that when we were putting the episode together we were seeing um the olympic athletes having you know expressing some of the same frustration we had uh, naomi osaka at the, the u.s open and um simone biles just ahead of olympics and you you saw how quickly those organizations were able to start you know thinking outside the box and i think what we started with this episode is a, a fresh, hey, let's come to this problem with, with, with fresh eyes. And um, we, we covered so much ground. I think there's so much more for us yeah. to, to cover. There's so many solutions yeah. that are <clears throat> low-hanging fruit that I think could would, would protect pilots and give pilots the, the freedom to, to be them full selves. You know, to, we want people yeah. to show up to, to work 
as their full selves, right? And and so it was brave of you to 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 do that episode first um, because I think it it resonated with a lot of people. Yeah, and we actually our first roundtable was on the subject of mental health, um, and I just want to keep leading everything that we do, if we can, with this topic because I think it's um, you, we can just never talk enough about it. Yeah. Um, Ellen Stofan. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. gosh. Right. That was episode two. Yeah. Talking about, um, pioneers in aviation. And yeah. I, I think the, I just, not to cut you off, but like, yeah, we, no, we, no. we aim sure. to swing for the fences with, with each yeah. episode. We had the topics and we we're like, who is the woman who is leading the conversation in yeah. this space? And man, to just be able to, um, meet these people. Um, right. and then to have conversations, open conversations with them was like, it, yeah, you know, incredible. incredible, um, which, which highlighted how awesome they are because, you know, considering the accolades that all these women carry, um, for right. them to show up with, to, to, to participate with us without knowing who yeah. we are really, um, is yeah. a testament to who they are. Exactly. And a testament to their, um, words when they say they want to inspire and empower women, you know, by doing stuff like this, by, um, supporting another woman who's trying to bring more awareness and resources to young girls in aviation, you know, for them to come on board season one without really, you know, knowing who we are, what we're going to be. Um, and, and also, so episode two was Dr. Ellen Stofan. We talk, talked about pioneers and what was so humbling about Ellen is that they, um, they, she was, she took on the new title of being the un- undersecretary for science and research at the Smithsonian. So she was going through a phase of transition. Um, and, you know, there was a lot going on with her and her schedule and the fact that she made the time that was, that was incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So episode three, um, retired U S coast guard helicopter pilot, Liz Booker. Um, I remember when we finished this conversation, you were just so fascinated by Liz. And I mean, I was too, but your, your just energy was just like, you were just yeah, so inspired. Yeah, um, I think her story, right? The story was about, the episode was about motherhood. But she, yeah. like, she has an incredible, had an incredible career as a Coast Guard pilot. Um, but the circumstances of her children, right? I think she, had, she has three children, um, each right. 10 years apart, right? I thought was very fascinating. And just how real she was. She wasn't yeah. shy about her story. And um, just the challenges that she had working in the military. Um, and she was also uh, very supportive. I think she, w- w- she, she wanted to see us succeed. She also has a podcast where she is also doing incredible work interviewing authors. And I love to read. And so to see her approach to it um, was very fascinating. So, yeah, I really was inspired by just um, how she... We talked about resilience earlier, how resilient she was to, to, to be able to get to this part of her life and yeah. um, her children coming along well. Yeah. Well, I don't know if she had her kids 
every 10 years. Um, but I know one of them was a 10 year jump, but, um, yeah. So she founded the Aviatrix book club, which is very successful, especially on Facebook. And with that, she does, um, a YouTube channel where she shares a podcast, the podcast recording on YouTube video style. Um, and she interviews a lot of the authors, um, that she features in her book club. Um, so the work she's doing is just so pure and genuine and from the heart. And, uh, to be honest with you going into this season, that motherhood was probably the one topic that I was just so excited about. Um, and, and I'm so happy that we found her and she was willing to talk to us about motherhood so openly, um, and share her experiences. So that was great. Why was it important to um, speak to Ariel about social media pressures? So I remember um, when I was going through flight training, my dad one day was like, oh, hey, there's this really cool show um, on television, Flying Alaska, and there's a, a young girl pilot. So I started watching it and I thought to myself, like, you know, when I show up to the airplane, I'm just sometimes like really flustered, nervous, you know, just very focused. But here she is so open and free and bubbly and happy. And she just embodied like a, you know, the, the picture of a woman pilot in my head. And I kind of admired her, um, and her spirit with aviation and flying. Um, and, and so, and, and, she, you know, when she flew in Alaska on the show, there were some really, you know, interesting weather. Um, and, and she just had the spirit about her that I really admired. And so when it came to like thinking of someone who had a platform, who was a pilot, um, who was exposed to a big following or who had a big following, I thought of her immediately and just her energy. I really wanted to bring that on to season one. And um, social media pre pressures, the reason why I wanted to focus on that topic is because, I mean, what is going on with social media? There's, you know, there's, there's so much um, and studies are showing that it's affecting girls, young girls, more than any demographic. So I wanted to talk to her about how does she manage it all and how does she cope with negative comments and how is she able to still show up to her page being very genuine because she is, you know, very genuine in person on the show. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of the reason why I, I wanted her to come on. Yeah. The thing that was most moving for me was to hear her talk about popping bubbles, her nonprofit. And here's a quote that she talked about, um, why she founded the name came popping bubbles. I was talking about how I feel like all of us live in our own little bubble. We're scared to leave our village or to try new things or to talk to people that are different from us or look different or believe in different political views or have different religious beliefs. And I just think we would be so much kinder and happier if we just popped each other's bubbles. Yeah, so I wasn't aware of the um, high suicide rate that existed in Alaska and the, the trauma that that can have on someone who is constantly yeah. around that. So for her to also find the resilience to create a, a nonprofit where she could provide support to um, 
young people in, in that area, I think is very commendable. And I really hope um, it will be a beacon of light for people who live there as well. Yeah, I agree. You know, I'd been to Alaska and uh, I was aware that there was a significant um, mental health or, you know, suicide um, rate in Alaska. But the fact that she is doing something about it, she's giving back to her community and bringing awareness. I think that's so noble of her. Um, and so, yeah, I it just the whole conversation with her was incredible. She's an amazing woman and I admire what she's doing with her platform. Yeah. So Stephanie Chung, let's talk about Stephanie Chung. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Gosh. Stephanie Chung. Stephanie Chung. So this is <laughs> we could just say yeah. her name over and over. <laughs> episode six. Wow. Gosh, Michael. So what did you think of the episode? What did you think of the whole experience? This was, okay. I said innovation was my favorite episode, but really, this was, I think, um I I the funnest. It was the funnest like, episode because uh, you know, in other um, spaces, people know Stephanie as Coach Chung, and she brought yeah. that energy to the podcast. And talking about someone who wanted us to succeed, um, you know, she wasn't just coming on to talk about her accolades. You know, the the topic the, the topic of that episode was self advocacy, and so she sh- she showed up even for the prep session, right? She showed up, and she was very clear about her mission in terms of providing tools to women. In fact, this was the favorite, um, my favorite quote from her. Well, it's, it's critical. It's critical for everybody, quite frankly. Right. And, um, but it's critical because if you're not going to be your best cheerleader, then who else do you expect to do it? A lot of times what happens is that people, you know, women are uh, for the most part trained or believe, Hey, if I just put my head down, do the work, you know, everybody will notice. And quite frankly, everybody's busy. Right. So to, to think that people are going to just really be noticing everything that you're doing uh, yeah. may be a little short sighted. So it's important that you're an advocate for your own work, whether you're a man or a woman, quite frankly, because you should be proud of the work that you're doing. But there's no shame in making sure that everybody is aware of the work that you're doing. You have to learn how to be your biggest right, and so, best cheerleader. That is yeah, when she said um, you are your best advocate. I, um, that was like a a moment of, okay, I'm going to put that in my toolbox because if I don't advocate for myself, who do I expect to be? Yeah. Right. It's incredible that, you know, a lot of these topics are, we lead with women, but they, they are for men too, you know? So I'm glad you were able to put that in your toolbox, but Stephanie Chung, I admire her for so many reasons and, you know, just like one thing that I had mentioned during the episode in terms of self-advocacy is that it's very hard for me to say no sometimes and not feel guilty about it or feel like I have to explain myself. Um, and you know, people who've heard this, this episode, they always talk about the exchange that her and I had where she made me practice how to say no. Um, and I loved that. I loved that back and forth. And to this day, I still use the practice that she taught me, which was, you know, politely 
thank the person. Thank you for sharing this opportunity with me. I'm not available. And I appreciate you thinking of me, you know, just like very simple. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'm not available. And I appreciate you thinking about Mm me. Yeah. Um, And I, I liked her final advice about the most important decision about your career is going to be made when you're not in the room. And so your brand has to speak for you. And I think people have to heed that advice because um, protecting your brand is the most important thing that you can do. And even more with social media, how you carry yourself is going to inform that decision. And so people should really consider how they will carry themselves online and offline. And it's not that you should become self-absorbed, but you should become um, self-aware. So yeah. When you're not in the room, what does your brand say about you? I think that's the, the, the biggest takeaway that both men and women could, could heed. Yeah, I agree. 